All right. Well, welcome back to the Temporal Eternal podcast. We are so stoked for you to be with us today. And uh, and today we actually have a special guest um, that we will be uh, giving you a little intro for. If you're on YouTube, you already see um, his uh, handsome mug. But if you're listening in, you, you have no idea who it is. Once again, Temporal Eternal <laughs> is all about focusing on eternity that in our in our work in our uh, passions and our priorities that in every decision and way in our thinking that we have eternity in the forefront that yes that there's things on earth and there's goals that we can have and there's passions and all these things but at the end of the day what reigns supreme is that we have a promise of eternity in heaven with Jesus so always keeping that in the forefront of our mind um, and today I want to welcome our guest. And our guest is uh, Levi Pangburn from. Uh, yeah. Are we, we going to say Levi? Are we going to say Cran- what is it, Cranston or Providence or what? What part of Rhode Island should we say you are at? Cranston, Providence. It's pretty much it's a stone's throw away. It's all the same. <laughs> it's not like Arizona. No, no it is not. No. Uh, for for those of you, Brett Brennan's with us as well. Uh, one of our normal. What's up, guys? And uh, Brennan's from South of Chicago. I'm originally from Boston and Phoenix and Levi's in Rhode Island. I actually uh, met Levi at Master's Commission. He was uh, one of the leaders. Um, so if you think I am old, uh, he is older, just for the record. Let's make sure we <laughs> clarify that. Um, nice. But yeah, he, he, was, uh, he was one of the, one of the staff leaders uh, when I was a first-year student. And uh, we, I, I actually interned at his church after my first year uh, with his folks at their at their church, Praise Tab, which is phenomenal church in Rhode Island, phenomenal, phenomenal church, um, and uh, yeah. So Levi's always been somebody I've looked up to, somebody that um, has uh, greatly impacted me um, in the time as an master's commission, but also throughout my life and just different conversations we've had. Um, and we had this whole theme, right, with this theme, with this shine, uh, let our light shine. And we just talked about that general theme, the first ep- the the first uh, episode of that series this month in March, and then the second one, which was shine um, in the chaos. And today we're going to be talking about shining through our weakness. And um, really, the the Pangburns, the, y'all's entire family, Levi, and your church community is outreach, right? It's 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 all about letting our light shine. And I think you know you were really instrumental in me early on in my walk with Christ. Um, really living for God because I grew up in the church, but really living for God because of your passion for others and passion for life and, and passion for evangelism. Mm-hmm. So uh, you were one of the people I thought of when we were doing this series. And uh, and also within that, you have a super powerful story um, and testimony. Um, so I'd love to, you know, just give you some, a few minutes to kind of maybe give them, a, give our listeners a little background about you and then also maybe uh, share a little bit about your story. Yeah, so I was born in Canada, preacher's kid, traveled up and down the coast, uh, met Donald along the way. It was quite a thrill. And uh, yeah, man, I'm just like everyone else, just a normal guy getting getting by. It was weird moving from Canada to Maine and then to Rhode Island. Uh, like My life was always up and moving and going. It was weird. I, I'm looking at you guys. I'm like, Donald, I don't stay connected with people long term. And you're one of those few people that I really stay connected with. So it's been yeah. awesome. But um, yeah, so I guess to tell my story, a uh, couple summers ago, I got injured at work and pulled something in my leg. So I filled out some paperwork, signed it, and they sent me to a local hospital. I go to the local hospital. And you're going to hospitals is a whole lot of fun, right? And they're like, hey, take your clothes off and put on this hospital robe, right? So I'm like, yeah, I know the routine. So I go in, I 
take off my clothes. I put on the hospital robe. And I, I, for whatever reason, it was chilly or whatever, I kept my socks on. And then I have to sit up on the x-ray table. And I'm sitting up on the x-ray table. And the guy comes in and takes my x-rays. And he's like, hey, bro, you're going to have to take off your socks. So I'm like, all right, no problem, right? So I reach down and take down my sock, bro. And I was horrified because I take off the first sock. My toenails were painted bright, hot red. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got to take off my socks right now. This guy's going to freak out. So I thought to myself, I can either tell this guy the truth that I got three little girls at home and they love to paint dad's nails, or I can just freak him out real quick and be like, hey, bro, I walk the streets at night. But I didn't do that, right? <laughs> I, I, I finally took off my socks. I take off my socks. I sit there and luckily he didn't say anything. But the whole time I'm in my head, I totally forgot the pain in my leg. I totally forgot about the whole thing. I'm just like, I hope this guy doesn't ask me about my painted toenails. It was awkward. But I walked away from that experience. I go home. I tell my family. I tell my wife. We're geeking out, laughing about me being there with my. And obviously, it's a three-year-old and a four-year-old who painted my nails. So it was nothing pretty. Like it was bad. Like looked like I walked the streets and I bad. And um, uh, I realized why is it though that we'll go to a place like the hospital with complete strangers and we'll take it all off, but then we bundle up when we come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's been kind of the story of my life, bro. I. Uh, my grandfather was a pastor. My dad was a pastor or is a pastor. And all my life I've known and been taught right from wrong. But for whatever reason, I really like to do the wrong thing. Like that's been my proclivities towards the flesh, towards sin, um, drugs, alcohol became a big part of my life in my 20s. And I really enjoyed feeding my flesh until I didn't. Right. And I knew right and wrong. And I spent nearly three decades of my life wearing my socks to church, like hiding who I was, hiding what I was thinking, hiding what I was doing and putting on a show and pretending I was something I wasn't. I was lying and hiding most of my life. And that was my life, bro. I spent most of my life lying and hiding and pretending things were what they weren't. And I'll never forget, I was about 28 years old and I'm at my mom and dad's house and I'm on the front porch and my dad comes out and he looks me in the eye you know, when dads get serious, like the kids know dad's serious, Donald, you know, like the dad's serious voice. And um, my dad gets serious. And I could tell by the look on his face and the tone of his voice, like he's about to say something serious. And he looked at me and he said, Levi, you're an addict. And that floored me, bro. My dad was the best man at my wedding. He's still to this day, my best friend. Like I talked to him about everything. And he looked me dead in the eye and told me the dead honest truth. Levi, you're an addict. And I, I didn't know what to do, but that was the beginning of me being willing to take off my socks. I was like, obviously, I'm not hiding this from anybody. Obviously, everybody sees the pain, the, the stuff that's going on. And I began to, from there, get willing to expose what was going on in my life, talk about what was going on in my life and uh, seek help. And since this experience, my, my journey through recovery uh, with drugs and alcohol, I see that story in Luke 6 really different about when Jesus goes into the, the temple and there's the man with the withered hand. And I like to imagine the story. I don't think he was sitting front row, right? You're, you're a man with a withered hand. you got something you're hiding. He probably had baggier clothes. He probably didn't stand out. And he probably was sitting somewhere off to the side trying not to be noticed, but Jesus noticed him. And uh, he has this moment where Jesus comes and he make, makes it super awkward because Jesus has a way of making it super awkward. He stands the guy up. He tells him, stand up in the middle of the room where everyone sits when they learn in that day, right? stand up and then he says stretch out your hand and the guy had an option he's like i can either stretch out my good hand or i can expose that broken withered weak part of my life and stretch that out 
And uh, in that moment with Jesus, he stretches out his weakness and God does a great miracle there. And I can really relate to that. Uh, our church does a Christmas production every year for several nights. And um, for whatever reason, over the years, I've gone up there before the show uh, with the cast of nearly 100 people and pump them up and pray. That's kind of my, my role. I would pump them up and pray. And the last time I got out of rehab, I got out of rehab on a Thursday around two o'clock in the afternoon. And I drive to the church. It was the first night of the Christmas production. So I haven't been to any practice. I've been ghost. I've been in rehab this entire time. And I come in and the lady, uh, her name's Mama Celeste, we call her. She texts me because she saw that I walked in the door and she said, hey, uh, I want you to pray before we start. And I'm thinking, bro, I can't go pray. Like, I just got out of rehab. If you have any idea where I've been, you wouldn't be asking me to pray right now. And so I text her because I'm pretty close to her. And I text her and told her exactly that. I said, hey, Miss Lott, I just got out of rehab. Um, and she said, listen, I don't care. I want you to pray anyway. And I was kind of taken back. So I mm. go, I get on the stage, all these volunteers around me. And I knew in my mind, I can do what I've always done and pretend like nothing's going on and mm. I can pump them up. I can pray. We can have this Christmas production and no one will know any different. But that Thursday night at that production, before I started, I just told them the truth. And what a way to start a Christmas production. Mm. I just came out and told them, hey, guys, I just got out of rehab and uh, briefly told them what was going on, encouraged them quickly and prayed. And that was a turning point in my life where I decided to take my socks off and I decided to put the withered part of my life out there uh, for the world to see. And I haven't gone back since. Mm -hmm. And I remember after that was all said and done, uh, there was a man who came up to me after we prayed and the, we cleared off the stage and he was crying. He's like, I didn't know anybody else was struggling like I am. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was able to wow. talk to them. And that's just kind of been the story of my life since, man. I'm not lying mm. anymore i'm not wearing my socks anymore i'm not telling stories anymore like i have good days and bad days just like anyone else and i talk about everything i just put it out there because i refuse to fake my life life is so good there's so many amazing things happening why would i fake it and live in a closet mm. and hide like no i'm yeah. socks off i'm out there i'm meeting people enjoying people telling my story i don't have to look over my shoulder i don't have to wonder what i did yesterday i don't have to wonder about if somebody gonna find out this that or the other thing to me it just doesn't matter anymore i'm just putting out the weak part of my life and god's giving me strength through doing that so that's kind of my story wow. in a snapshot hmm. no i mean, i think i think it's amazing and and <clears throat> to be honest with you even for me like i know you're I didn't get all the details of it before the podcast, but you gave me a little bit of context the other night. And, you know, it's the, the biblical truth of it is like, you know, it says confess your sins to a brother so that you may be healed. Right. And so, so for a lot of listeners, you know, they, you know, we carry stuff like for me, like I've struggled with less my entire life. I've, I've uh, struggled with anxiety. I've, I've had, had an on and off pornography addiction, right. Since I was 15 and that, you know, I, I'm, I'm finally, you know, addressing those things for the first time. Um, and were they always those things? No, there's other things that I found that um, are, are, were roots, right? Like that caused some of these things that really, like, oh, is it? That? No, it's not this. It's there's a root behind it. And, you know, it comes out in different ways. 
but for me, you know, I've started to come to a similar spot with you where I'm just like, Hey, this is, this is where I'm at. Um, and the more I'm, I'm bringing it into light, right. The, the more God can do something. So like, that's why, you know, I'm like, okay, this is, and, and also something that's really been fascinating too. And I, and I think, um, for me, and again, I told Levi, like this, I, I, I knew a little bit where we're going, but this is not at all what we had on the agenda, but we're going to, we're going to sit here for a second. Um, what's really fascinating, and I'm not saying this is for this, this is with everybody for it, but I think it's you, Levi, and what your story was and is in, in me. I, I went to a church, uh, and, uh, there was this guy named pastor Jeff and completely changed my life. Um, before we stepped out of ministry and he really taught me a lot and he, he really helped me kind of wrestle through things. And what I discovered is I didn't have self-awareness. Um, mm-hmm. I had been living in the dark and trying to fight my own things and, and was so confused by the, um, my past, past hurts, you know, struggles, stress, exterior things happening and it it just muddled the water so much so that I really, I didn't have self-awareness. I didn't have discernment. I didn't have understanding to really be able to navigate these things. And so I think, you know, even like with what your, you know, dad said to you, that was like that moment of like, holy smokes, like this is what, you know? And so, you know, that's something that, um, from my experience personally and from others, it happens usually one of two ways. One, it's a rock bottom moment and the Holy spirit just like has some like revelatory word for you that like speaks to you. And the other way that sometimes is more common is you hit a rock bottom moment. And then someone usually in the body of Christ in your life that you have at least enough trust in, or you're just at, at your wits end can then speak to you and maybe bring some different perspective to you. So, I mean, I think, I think that is, and I'm, I'm still on a journey, Lord's still working on me. But at the, at the same time, I've realized that like, like bringing it into the light has really been transformational and, and like still as I'm wrestling with it and moving forward, um, not being afraid to, you know, keep my socks off in general. Hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I, I call it the miracle of an open mouth, but just talking about it changes everything. Honestly, I don't trust somebody if I meet them and they got their life together. If I meet you and your <laughs> life is roses and lilies, like, bro, we have nothing in common and good for you. Like send me a postcard or don't, but I don't, I don't know you. And I don't trust you because I feel like everybody has flesh until we die. You're going to have flesh. The longer you hang out with somebody, you're going to find flesh. Moses, uh, Noah built an ark, got off. <laughs> built a vineyard, got drunk, right? There's flesh there. The guy, most righteous man in his generation gets drunk and builds a vineyard, right? Everybody has flesh. And if you're not willing to share your flesh and your weakness and let God's power be made perfect in that place, I don't trust you. Like, I'll talk to you in the future, right? No, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I love that, the way you just even coming back to that whole analogy is like, because I think that's what so many people struggle with when coming to church and whatever their concept or perception of church has been. And people have been really hurt by the church, hurt by Christians, you know. And so there's this kind of facade sometimes of like, OK, I got to come to church with my Sunday best, you know, uh, and talking about my life and my spirituality and how much I know about God or how well I can pray, you know. And hearing that stuff just hurts me sometimes because 
like people make that that comment like oh, i just don't know how to pray like other people pray and stuff like that and it's like man god wants your heart yeah you know and i know f- for me it's like that's been then been me in the past where it's like you you feel like you put on your your socks and your coat to cover up the things that i'm dealing with in life so that i can come to church and it's like god god is saying i know everything anyway and so go ahead and take the socks and the coat off and and i want it all you know and so i think that that's something that we have to really truly embrace if we're if we're willing enough to 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 put our lives in god's hands he wants everything he wants the mess. He wants the garbage. He wants our struggles. Uh, and we, we as believers, we as the church have to uh, continue to, to remind people of that and make them uh, not make them, but, but allow them the opportunity to feel comfortable coming into a church or coming into a, a conversation, uh, knowing that you may be a believer, knowing that, Hey, God, God wants you. He wants your heart above anything else. Uh, and that that comes with all of the baggage and all of the mess. And he wants to bring freedom. He wants to bring deliverance. He wants to bring healing. Um, and that's something that we we truly have to carry with us because um, otherwise we're missing it. So. Right on. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about that, Brent, it just made me made me think and I haven't really thought about it a whole ton. But how powerful would the church be is if when somebody went to come visit a church or interact with a Christian in the beginning of the conversation, they just told them about their life. I remember when I came here, I'm, I, uh, Phoenix, I sat down with one of the pastors that I, uh, at the church I attend and he's just like, told me everything, like everything he went through with his family, with his spouse and his story and his testimony. And I was just like, wow. I was like, I'm not the only jacked up one. who was formerly in ministry and then realizing all their junk. But then it it unlocked something in me where it unlocked me to have permission to be vulnerable. And it also Hmm. gave me, um, it it had me trust them because they kind of, you know, started that, right? Like they, they led that. And, you know, I think how powerful that'd be if the church would lead that, lead those conversations with people, how people might go, wow, you guys don't have it all, all together. Right. Um, right. So, so, you know, Levi, like the whole, the, you know, whole theme of the, the episode, uh, you know, we talked about with, is with shine and shine with, with, you know, f- through our weakness. And I'd love for you to, to speak to that even, uh, more so because I, I do believe like for me, when I left ministry, I realized how jacked up I was, you know, like I realized that, man, I'm a church leader, but I didn't realize I, 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 I honestly, I, I literally, I didn't realize all of like, man, I need healing. I need restoration. I burned myself out. I've, I've missed, I've missed the mark in so many different ways in my life and my priorities and my family. And for a while, I just was saying, I'm never going to preach again. God's never going to use me in any type of capacity like this. I never would have thought I'd even be doing a podcast. Right. And so I felt like I was disqualified and, and whether somebody's in ministry or not, I do believe that the enemy uses that, uh, so much so, uh, either that because of their past, they say, Oh, I, I can't be used and I can't really let my light shine. I got nothing to let shine. Or, um, I am always, I, I, am I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I, I got, well, once God fixes this with me and once I move forward from this and, and once I get healed from, and don't get me wrong, like scripturally new Testament, there's scriptural principles with church leadership. There's scriptural principles with like, you know, that, that we are like people that are in like authority should, you know, have like be a leader of their household. There's, there's that, but I'm just saying as a Christian, just, just an everyday Christian that we're called to be a light, 
And regardless of what's going on, right, regardless of, of the trials or the struggles that we're facing, that God still wants to use us in that. But I feel like sometimes we're just almost like in this waiting when God's like, no, I want to use you now. I mean, I'd love to hear kind of your thoughts. Yeah, um, I really believe that scripture, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. And I don't think God's surprised by what you did yesterday. I don't think God's surprised about the thoughts you had today. Um, before you were created, he knew you and every day of your life was laid out. And he knows you and he loves you and he was he didn't make a mistake. God's never made a mistake. You might have come to dead ends, but your dead end was never God's dead end. And, um, and I think it's so important that people don't quit. So many times we're trying to achieve the gospel is not about us. It never was. It never will be. Like, I don't know about you, but when, you're in, when you get your picture taken and someone shows you the picture, who's the first person you look for? Yourself. <laughs> Let's yeah. see. How do I look? Do I look <laughs> right? How's my hair? Right? <laughs> but the, in the gospel, we're not in the picture. Yeah. Like, it's all about Jesus. It's what Jesus did from first to last. And so many times we get thinking, I have to do this or I have to do that. Even like in sharing the gospel with somebody, the Bible tells us that no one comes to the Father unless the Holy Spirit draws them. Mm -hmm. Like you can take that weight off your shoulder. Like yeah. nobody's coming yeah. to Jesus because of how well you evangelized. No one's coming to Jesus because <laughs> of how well you shared your faith. No one's coming to Jesus because of how good your sermon was. It doesn't matter about you. This isn't about you. The Holy Spirit mm -hmm. can use a donkey. He can use anybody at any time. And uh, so many times we think the weight's on our shoulders. It's not. Uh, we need to sit in the finished yeah. work of Jesus Christ let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit does and be available. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, though, sin and our struggle um, limits what God can do with us, right? And yes. until we give that to God, until we repent of those Very things, true. we can't be a vessel uh, that's pure and holy. But uh, it doesn't change God's plans for us. And I would just tell that person, listen, you get back up. You keep going. You don't stop. God hasn't changed his plans. And I often think about, bro, I right out of high school went to master's. I was there for three years and then I went right into full-time ministry. And I often look reflecting on my life. I'm like, what kind of a weak little person would I have been if I had stayed in ministry all my life? Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. Right. But for me, I would have never, I would have been hiding socks on pretending that I didn't struggle, but I had a decade in between. I obviously didn't stay in ministry for, for very long. And then I lived life. And I learned what it was to work a job. I learned what it was to know the struggles of other people. I knew what it was to struggle with my own pains and hurts and addiction and trials. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like my struggle has shaped me. It's yeah. made me into the person I am today. And I, I'm so thankful for rock bottom. I'm so thankful for difficult mm -hmm. days. I'm so thankful that they were really hard, but they, they shaped me. Mountains make men. And if we're willing to not tap out at the bottom of the mountain, but to take the mountain, speak to the mountain, go over the mountain, dig a tunnel under the mountain, whatever it is, then we can show people on the other side, look, this is possible. You can do this yeah. too. With Christ, you can do anything. Oh, yeah, it's spot on. I think um, I, I think it's true that you know God, just as you were saying, God will use what we go through. Right? He turns evil and, and mm -hmm. for <clears throat> for His good, for His glory. And I do, and I think this will be a whole another episode. Like I, I've been studying this a little bit, just about like purity, right? And Samson, and uh, what happened when when really Samson gave up his purity? Well, he lost his his vision and he lost his strength. And um, I know for me, when I am not uh, living a life of purity, my my discernment, my vision is just off. Now, can God still use me? Yeah. 
Uh, and that's a whole different uh, discussion we won't dive into because I, I believe that, you know, God could anoint the moment for the people that he wants to reach more than right. you, the individual. But yeah. at the same time, there, yeah, I mean, there's there's truth to pursuing purity. Now, on the latter side of things, you're never going to be perfect, right? And you're always going to be going through a process. God's always going to be working in you. That's what we call that big, long word in the in our Christian faith called sanctification, which is this ongoing process that will not be complete until we are in heaven with Jesus, that, that Jesus is continually doing things in me. Uh, he's going to work on my anger. He's going to work on my selfishness. He's going to work on my lust. He's going to work on my fear. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever those things are throughout my life, just because, you know, a lot of people have that like one or two things and they think, well, that's it. No, like as the Lord does things in your life and you are sanctified through him, he's doing a process of transformation. So again, that is not complete until you get to heaven. So if you wait for that process to be complete, you're never going to shine. You're never going to be able to show, share your light to the world. So that, that's really, really our encouragement, right? Is like, Hey, like, yes, like, you know, pursue purity. Yes. Confess your sins to one another. So you may be healed, but also Stop believing the lie that I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. Maybe one day I will because God's saying, no, I want to use you today. I want to do something in your life today. I I, I want you to make an impact today. And something that you said earlier, you know, Levi, just about like the story, Matt Chandler did uh, something super interesting where he's talked about the story of David and how so many people, and I've done it, uh, so many people talk about, what'd you say? You're not David. That's it, baby. So, like, so, so many, so many people are are talk about the story of David. And I, I, there, in some ways, there's personal giants we go through. There's, there's things that happen. I, I get the analogy, but really, like, we're not David in the story of David and Goliath. We're the scared soldiers on the sideline that are is not strong enough to face this giant. And Jesus Christ right. is the David of the story. And you remember, what what are we called to do? We're called to go out into all the world, right, and make disciples. And we're called to be what? Witnesses. So our whole role is has not, like as Levi was saying, has nothing to do with us. My role is to be a witness, to see what God does and then share that with the world. So it's like, it's a, what, what do those soldiers do? Man, they, they, guess what they did? They watched David defeat Goliath. And what they did, they witnessed it and was able to tell that story to their family, to their community about what David did. Yes, but also what God did through David by defeating Goliath. And so when we actually switch and realize our position in the story, which is Jesus is fighting the giant, right? right. We're just along for the ride. And as we see him have victory over victory over this world, over our family, over the struggles of our life, we witness it and witness it and speak it out and say, hey, Jesus did this for me. You are a witness. Right. That is our role is to watch what Jesus does in our life, surrender our life so he can fully work in it and then tell the world about it. So final thoughts, guys. I'd love to hear any any final thoughts from you. I would tell anybody who's struggling um, Christian and you think you're not a Christian or that God doesn't love you or whatever crazy thoughts you're having, that Christianity isn't about always getting it right, but it's about making it right. So you may have lost your cool with your wife, your kids. You may have made a bad decision at work, whatever. Good. Welcome to the club. Welcome to be humanity. This is who we are. 
Now, as a Christian, we make it right. We do the right thing. We confess it to somebody. We make amends where we have to make amends and make it right. And it's okay. It's not the end of the world. It's probably God turning the page for you because you couldn't turn it for yourself to give you a blank slate, a new start, yeah. and a, a new beginning because that's what he does. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I think the sooner that we realize that, like, like you said, Levi, that we don't have it all together um, and we can realize how much of a need we need in our life of God and who he is and what he provides for us and that I got to know I got to draw on his strength each and every day and I can't do this alone. Man, that's such a freeing place. And anybody who uh, is struggling in any capacity or who is um, maybe you're in a place where you have disqualified yourself, that is not God's view of you. He has so much more in store for you. He is not far from any one of us. His scripture tells us that he is not far from the brokenhearted. And so are we willing to, to say, God, in the midst of my brokenness, I need you. And I know that's tough. And uh, Levi, I appreciate you and your story and just uh, everything that you have had to go through in that journey uh, of just going through rehab. And you could have even said so many times, man, I, I'm just going to disqualify myself from even my future. Uh, but seeing God even... Uh, continue to pour into that and who you are and who he's called you to be is I believe just going to be such a continue to be such a testimony to so many people. And uh, any of you guys listening, man, God is not done with you. He is never finished. Um, and he's, he's going to continue to do a work in you. So chase after him. Amen. Remember, if you look at the Bible, most of the people like Levi was saying with Noah, that God used were sinners that made crazy mistakes uh, adultery, murder, I mean, anything you can think of. And uh, they repented, right? Which that doesn't mean just to be uh, sorrowful, but means to turn away. And God said, okay, let's let's pick ourselves back up and let's let's move forward. Um, there was a, I, I was, and I'll, I'll do this really quick because we're right at our time that we're trying to keep close to. I was at a prayer night at our church and, uh, you know, there was a word that I really felt like was for me and for several people that our senior pastor had, um, it's just a worship and prayer night. And he just talked about, you know, this, this, uh, you know, this, this picture of a bottle being like kicked down and just staying down. And he just had this picture of like Jesus just picking up the bottle and just keep on walking. Right. And how so many times that we just stay down and Jesus is like, Hey, I've, I already lifted you up. It's just mm -hmm. time to move forward from that, from that. It's time to, uh, I remember uh, Rusty uh, and and Josh Rusty Long Josh Poole was was teaching about this the Southfields be free drama training and uh, I remember we had done this drama so many times but it had to do with chains and they were just saying like there's many times that people Jesus has unlocked the chains like we're like who's the, who the sun sets free is free indeed um, and we're just putting the chains back up because we're our our identity and our comfort is so much in that that right. um, we just keep putting it back on. So that's that's my encouragement to pray and just go for some of us like we might have been sitting in this in this struggle and in, in this whatever this, you know, addiction, um, sin, whatever it may be. And you're like, how how am I going to overcome? And to be honest with you, Jesus has overcome the world. He's right. he's he's already overcome those things. And now it's it's time for you to walk in that walk in who you called to be the sun sets free is free indeed you are already free and you just need to move forward and yeah get some community around you to help support you in that but mm -hmm. um yeah. as, as, soon, as soon as that happens like don't sit in it i, I think i sat in a little bit and i didn't realize i was mm -hmm. like okay it's time to send them forward so 
But uh, man, God bless you guys. Uh, once again, thank you so much for listening to Temporal Eternal. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Obviously, we have TemporalEternal.com for some uh, cool hats and shirts. Uh, and most of the proceeds to that, there, Brennan's wearing one today. Most of the proceeds to that <laughs> are going to be going towards some cool different ministry projects that we're uh, looking to do to make an impact in the digital world. But thank you guys so much. Have an awesome week, and we will see you next week. Adios, amigos.